Jim, James, Tim. What's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord is- show. Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like this? It is like a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. The Lord is the gatekeeper of all music in Fort Worth. Oh, Jeffrey. If you don't love the Lord, you're F and F. Like, really, is this the level that you sung to, Lord? So I'm done with Jeffrey Lord. Thank you, thank you. I am Jeffrey Lord. Go ahead and, and find your seat. Let's go ahead and kick off tonight's show with some music. Right off the bat, a message all Christians need to hear from our favorite anti-folk warrior, Hamel on Trial. This is You Better Pray. You talk about the White House resident who thinks that he is heaven sent. He might be. Except that it ain't like you see. He ain't no great hope spiritually. God sent him on a quest to extract a fee comically. And just like Hitler stopped the UK and curtailed their imperialist ways, God sent this turd to the USA, you see. He'll dance and prance and mumble loud and round the fools up in the crowd and all genocide that you are proud for me. All you Christians better pray. You better pray. You better pray. There ain't no God. All you Christians better pray. You better pray. You better pray that there ain't no God. This administration, if I reviewed this situation, I had no problem with the Christian nation, you see. I might have thought to each his own, I might have thought what's etched in stone, do your thing, leave me alone, you see. But after money, it's a group of facts, it's religion causing folks to act in violent ways, hostile packs, you see. And if there's a God you better fear On all them judgments you hold dear You're bound for hell to burn severe eternally All your Christians better pray You better pray You better pray There ain't no God All you Christians better pray You better pray You better pray That there ain't no God Amen to the bridge
rocks, he spilled blood, buried nations in fields of mud. Biblically, Satan laughs as they placed upon, and the ripples spread, and the evils spawn, and have met with silence and a yawn, tragically. But if hell awaits, you better bet, evangelicals, when the fires met, the burning flesh, the tears were wet, futilely. And I know the nightmares you conceive, and hence the punishments you receive, and I thank the heavens I don't believe religiously. All you Christians better pray. You better pray. You better pray. There ain't no God. All you Christians better pray. You better pray. You better pray that there ain't no God. That was Hamill on trial. Yeah, give it up. You better pray. All right, fine. All right. All right, so go ahead and go get to our announcements before we get into another special song. Um, don't forget, our friends over at Fort Worth Roots is having their 100th episode party at Pouring Glory on September 10th. There's a 11 podcast scavenger hunt. So make sure you listen to all the different podcasts that are listed. Fort Worth Roots has them all listed. We've got them all listed on last week's show. The Jerry Jones Time Massacre have them all listed on their New York show. Uh, Fort Worth Famous has them listed on their last show. Each one of the podcasts that are listed, they all have the podcast listed. They all give their own letter. Our letter is C. If you missed it from last week, our letter is C. Um, pick up your letter from the other podcasts in town. You put them all together. Come up with a phrase. Bring it to the party and get a chance to win some prizes. It's going to be a good time, a good time of fellowship with our brothers and sisters in the podcast community. So make sure you're there September 10th at Pouring Glory. Uh, this weekend's pretty big, too. This uh, Friday, um, we have Uncle Toasty playing with the Hickoids and the Dangots and the Cliffs at Tulips. Tonight's guest is... Um, Sean Russell from the Cutthroat Finches and they're playing a show Friday at Maine at Southside so if you need to go to Mass on Friday see Sean Russell, you can also see Dirty Shirts and Hayden Miller and then on uh, September 3rd you can see Merkin, the Infamous and Brotherhood also at Mass and if you're listening to this hopefully it's you're listening to this before Wednesday, August 31st Wednesday, August 31st at Lola's they are hosting Denver Williams and the Gas Money, they are performing Hood Cream. Eight years ago, Denver Williams released an album called Hood Cream. It's a fantastic album. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to it. But they're going to be doing the whole album at Lola's on August 31st. So make sure you're there. And to promote that, tonight we have Denver Williams and the Gas Money playing <coughs> Kick That Heavenly Feeling. A soft little girl Who wants to hang out Who wants all up in my oh, oh No, 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 no 
spot It's hard to come by Harder to let go oh. It's just like, oh yeah, you know How you doing? Hey, hey, Sean Russell. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, I'm, at the, I'm at the Silver Wheel Skate Center uh, doing my Thursday night roller skate jam. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Is that in, in Arlington? No, no. It's up in, uh, like, like kind of near Lockheed Martin, like off Lockheed Martin or Lockheed Boulevard. Oh, that's where that is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It was like a, it was like an old skate rink, and then a guy bought it, and I mean, like he redid the whole place. It's the probably the nicest. We start, my my wife started roller skating in our house during the pandemic, and then now we are roller skating at rinks. So you got the wood floors. Oh, they got the real deal. Yeah. No, I mean at your house. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so is that kind of like a rink? Like you go like bathroom, bedroom, 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 living room, dining room, bathroom, bathroom, kitchen. You know, just yeah. kind of rolling in a circle. <laughs> so see, ours is that is that same way too. On like there's the living room and then 
it's it, it's weird if if you open all the doors you can go in a big circle yep that's what we did yeah that's exactly what we do yeah because like some rooms have have two doors where you can go in yep. and out into a hallway and then or whatever but yeah it's a big giant you can go through it's funny yeah that's <laughs> cool perfect roller rink yeah, i remember seeing you know tom and Susie. she's always roller roller skating Susie is here right now see that does, that doesn't surprise me yeah she roller skates with my wife uh they started i think i don't remember i think Susie got the skates first or i don't know but they were both just like we should do this and now they do that that's awesome yep well i'm have to come out there on a thursday and it's fun it's, B- yeah. it's byob which is a little crazy yeah yeah it is crazy <laughs> to have to be uh drinking and on wheels and then you got the adult skating, and then it's like by about ten o'clock, like there's definitely some car wheels happening, not on purpose, but you know. So, awesome. is there a place around the floor where you could set up a little stage for a small band and have live music while people skated? This discussion has definitely happened. So, what they have is there's a in the center of the floor. They have are they already have electrical lines dropped. So, I theorized that you could have a DJ on a riser or a uh, full band out there. It's wide enough and big enough to do it in the center of the rink. Oh, that'd be cool. If you do it at the ends of the rink, you could, but it's like, then the, you can't, like we, we had honey's birthday party out here and we had a DJ and in the DJ booth, you can't even, you don't even see the DJ. So it's like, it doesn't, see, I don't know. It wouldn't be, you know, it seems like the best place for the band, especially the way it's situated would be right in the middle. And like I said, all you need is like four, you know, committed cables basically and you could get the band out in the middle and <laughs> right there to get the board here and everything and, and great sound system you know that would so. be cool that would that would be cool if you're if your roller's skating and, and there's a ba- i mean i was imagining yeah. on on one of the ends so if yep. you wanted to like you know like skate up and just kind of chill and watch them yeah. you could but no being being in the middle that's even cooler you i can, think it'd be really cool it's like i know it'd be a big pain of all the cape but you just have a couple cables hanging from the ceiling right down the middle huh. and then you you know, you'd be fine. Like four cables and a couple of my cables going up to the snake, and you're good. Is a are we not there with a? Well, no, it may be too much money, but are we not there with like wireless yet? Um, there's definitely yes, there's some uh, for sure that I would I feel be. I don't know if he would spend the money to get that system out here. Right, he probably would though, because it feels like he doesn't need this place, but for some reason he wanted it. Huh. So. That's so oh, we cool. talked to the owner several days. He's actually come out to some Cutthroat Finches shows. <laughs> He's super cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's very cool. No, I think there could – look, I've I've said this like privately to one or two pe- people. It, it doesn't matter. I'm never going to have the money to, to, to do it, but that's exactly what I wanted to, to do if I could win like yep. the lottery or whatever. But do it over yep. here like in the South Main Village, like where all those buildings yep. are. Yeah, there's got to be a warehouse down there where you can turn that into a skating rink, a really cool one. Or what if the entire Ridgely Mall was turned into one gigantic skate rink? <laughs> that would <Not> be a... <laughs> <laughs> the, the ultimate they... skate park and roller skate rink. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yep. yep. Then Jamba Juice. You just have a, You can only get Jamba Juice while you're there. That's it. That's uh, the only store in the whole place is Jamba Juice. <laughs> and you got to be on wheels. Mall and Jamba Juice. Maybe Chick Fil A. Yeah, have a Chick Fil A. Or even better would be Dane's Barbecue opens up, but that's that's just crazy talk. That's so funny. <laughs> I just want to make sure my uh, my computer stopped recording, but my I have two things going at the same time. 
Yeah. So the, oops, oops, see here that went backwards. Okay, so this will start recording again on the top one. All right. I wanted to keep a a, a backup just in case something fails. You yeah. Know? But yeah, yeah. I, I just looked up and I was like, why did my computer stop recording after five minutes? But my <laughs> but, but my main one is going. The computer is the backup. No worries. All right. Um, yeah, no, I've actually been wanting to um, talk to you for a few weeks because you put something out there on facebook or something somewhere about the new ep that that's coming out um yeah i guess it's okay so i'm talking to you on thursday night i'm not going to have the podcast all put together and published until monday so when everybody's hearing this it'll be out so so you're so you have a new ep out um the four gospels of a weary traveler yep that's right and so Well, I say whenever I saw this, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I was like, "I guess he's doing." Um, and I saw that I, that I'll fly away is on there. I was like, "I guess he's doing like a little gospel EP or whatever." So, I yeah, like, I went on to my uh, Apple Music and put your name in, and found another EP that you did called Brother Bill. Yeah, that's right. So like, it's kind of similar. It is. It is. Brother Bill was the guy. Like when I uh, I was out of work in two thousand eight nine um, and. I started volunteering at um, uh, at Union Gospel Mission, and Brother Bill was one of the guys who got up there like every day at lunch and preached, and then he'd stand there and shake everybody's hands and tell them he loved them and all that. It's just awesome. And so he passed away, and I wrote, and so I kind of dedicated some of those songs earlier to him. And then, I mean, I really do love good gospel music. I just don't, you know, uh, I mean, and so that was the idea of that EP. And then it, I started writing more songs like that during the pandemic. And I was like, man, I need to, you know, I need to do this again, but I haven't really done anything solo in so long. I thought, you know, I don't know. I guess I had a little reservation about it, but, but I'm glad I did it. I mean, I, I really want to record some new stuff, you know, brother Bill was the first time I did it. I don't like all the renditions or the changes in songs that I did, but, um, this new one I really like. I, I it's got four songs on it, mm-hmm. and "I'll Fly Away" obviously is one of them. That was you know I, that was probably the only gospel, the only song at church that I got to hear that I really liked. Um, and then uh, one of the songs by an artist from Austin called uh, Jonathan Terrell, and he gave me permission. He's he become a friend of mine, but he uh, gave me permission to kind of you know use lyrics and stuff like that. It's basically just the lyrics from that song, but. He just he had an album called or an EP also called Trials and Tribulations and he was kind of you know just this little acoustic thing kind of that bonus track twelve kind of thing on an album uh-huh. and I just thought man this song it's called Chains by Jonathan Terrell and man it is a it's a little hard string puller you know and um, I just thought like I, that was kind of a, the impetus to go back and re-record in the first place some of the, like songs like this. Um, I just, I try hard not to get myself too tied into, um, well, I don't want to be pigeonholed as a religious person. So it's, but at the same point, what I love about gospel music is that when your life, you know, I think a good gospel song is like when, you know, you don't feel alone in a dark place. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Me, like the definition of a good guy, like that's what I want a gospel song. And and I, I love the songs that stick with me are the songs that, um, you know, that I hear that any, from any artist, doesn't matter like what the religion or what the song's about. It's kind of like, as much as 
you know, you, you can hear when a song really is coming from a valley kind of place in somebody's life rather than the mountaintop. And, you know, when you're in that valley, like, again, it's, it's just good to know you're not alone. I think that's what kind of keeps us sane and helps us to recover faster, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I have a complicated relationship with the church, or at least the church I grew up in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the way I feel about God and religion isn't the same as it was when I was a when I was a kid, and it's on. And honestly, I find it weird whenever I have friends and family who still feel the same mm-hmm. now as they did thirty years ago, forty years ago. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just it. It seems weird to me. But it, but I still I don't go to church like I should, and I definitely, as far as like whenever if you if if you say I'm I'm a Christian, well, there's so much baggage that comes with that these days, right. especially these days. These days, if you say I'm a Christian, well, they're gonna they're gonna assume that that you're anti-choice, you know that right. that you're that you're anti you know LGBTQ that you're right. all this just negative, hateful, bigoted. You know, and it's like that is not what Christianity is supposed to be. Um, you know, and so I always find it interesting when somebody in in the scene who you know, like you're not. I don't think of you as a as a party or a wild man or or, or, or anything. I was like, oh, he could be, a, you know, well, I, a Christian guy, or he could be a you know a, a an atheist. I don't really know. Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. he seemed like a good dude, and you don't have to. You can be a bad guy. And be a Christian, sure. And be a good guy, and be an atheist, and so. Um, yeah. Anyways, I know what you mean. I, I, it's hard. It's hard for me too. I, I have trouble. That's why it's kind of like even even. You know, trying to define like what was. What was what you know what 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 does the gospel mean and what it means to people? I, I just I feel like I do more apologize. You know, just to cut to the chase, I I feel like I I do more apologizing for what I see people do in the name of Christianity and the church. And I wish people would qualify themselves uh, and we could have a more, um, you know, precision or our precise kind of definition. It's like if people would just say, look, first of all, I am, uh, you know, my, my, my political party is my true religion and that's only second to capitalism. And then third, as long as Jesus doesn't get in the way, then I'm fine with the gospel. As well. <laughs> right. Sure seems that way. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and, and that's not just me like taking, that's not just social media, like taking shots because social media is just a, it's a it's, it's a blurry vision through a crystal ball into someone's life. It's, it, but, but even when you're around people, um, that, uh, yeah, th- this is like face to face, not again, you know, lobbing hand grenades from afar. This is kind of from the inside track. Uh-huh. Is that I feel like, you know, most of the people that I, I, I find it f- weird that so many people that claim Christianity are basically betting it all on God and Jesus, right? That they've never bothered to actually read the Bible, you know? And I always remind people that, look, maybe if someone tells you they're a Christian, they do something really bad, like, you know, steal money from your family or, you know, cook books as an accountant for a, you know, evil, you know, narcissist. You know, don't just take it at face value that they say they're Christian any more than if I told you today I'm a Buddhist. You should be like, oh, wow, that's really noble. Uh-huh. Like, no, that's it, – it, it, most of the people you're talking to have never even read the Bible. They've bet eternity of their souls on something that they've never actually took the time to read. You know, it's like 
people with their homeowners insurance policies and you know car insurance like i don't even know what it covers honestly like i just hope it will whenever i blow up a car or something you know right it just i know if if i say that i believe in jesus Mm -hmm. then i don't go to hell yeah yeah it's like you join you join the right fraternity right well done i got the the, i got the fire insurance yep exactly and everybody else can burn in hell yeah they didn't get the fire insurance I got in, and there's a, an odd sense of pride as if they – like I said, kind of like what you'd expect of somebody who joined a fraternity. It's like, this is kick-ass, and they're high-fiving people. You know, It's like that's kind of my experience with what is allowed to be, to, allowed to be uh, believed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, you, <clears throat> I, I believe – at least I, I was always taught that um, – that the gospel is 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 the good news. That's what it was translated yeah. as as the good news, you know. And so the gospel yeah. of whoever Luke or you know John or whatever, it's the good news. And and the good news is, you know, well, anyways, we all know it's Jesus' love or whatever. Um, but even but with it's this, it's bit. it's still the even with your songs, I was gonna say you're you're in the valley and you're in this time of of of, of trial and and stuff. And yeah. if you look at it in a religious thing, you know, you you can go into the Psalms where it's like, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, I'll fear no evil, you know, because, yeah. um, so it's, it's got that kind of feeling to it. And so that's, um, where I like the use of the word gospel in, in, yeah. in, in, in this, cause it's the good news of a weary right. traveler, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the idea of like, it's good news from a person who is weary from, you know, taking the road less traveled you know i mean that's that would be the long version of it because it's it's just easier to you know we c.s lewis has a great quote it says that um that often when we go seeking truth we don't find comfort and that comfort and truth rarely walk hand in hand i believe is how he said it Hmm. and that is you know kind of how i feel it's like it's like i realize i had spent decades you know um trying to be comfortable uh where it's where it was convenient and easy uh in some ways um and i just like i don't know how i got that way you know i'm also not blaming any one church or a particular because it i i see the same product being made you know it's like uh you know matthew 28 talks about essentially what we're supposed to do you know and what we're like if, if we in other words if we were a manufacturing plant we were told you are supposed to make vacuums but somehow we keep making you know motorcycles and sewing machines and yet no one says maybe we don't understand <laughs> like maybe 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 our manufacturing plant is just not very good you know that we've designed here and that's that's kind of how I, I honestly I'm very hopeful I hope that there is a next thing that is um uh, that, that I live to see the end of the current religious establishment in America, especially because I, I haven't really been outside of the country enough to know how other, I know other Christians from other countries are not like Christians from America. <laughs> right. Right. I've always heard that as well. Which is good, which is, I think is excellent. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, th- um, I think the, the American Christianity and the anywhere else in the world, it's, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. What was I gonna say? It was something. Oh um, no, I th- I th- I think the reason why 
at least I hope I'm trying to at least my um, trying to positive spin or my you know just my, my positive outlook on it is I'm hoping that they're that they make the most noise right before they die you know what I mean it's like this movement right. or whatever it's just because it's always been there but it's just it it it's dying and it's it can't it just can't make it and so before it goes it's not going to go quietly no and so I think this is it not going quietly at least that's what I'm hoping is is that's what it is yeah yeah it's I I, I feel like I'm an obvious it's like it's I don't have I have I, I just my, my hope is that like I said in my lifetime I get to see something different like some different expression of some you know it, and not some revival tent crap either you know mm-hmm. um uh, because it's like I swear on a weekly basis, especially since I even put this <laughs> this thing out there and was marketing because then my name is associated with gospel music, which is what I wanted to avoid. So I, I just I wish I could show you like my Spotify daily mix, you know, like that. Now that I'm getting I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Like, yeah. You guys, that algorithm isn't isn't killing right now. <laughs> funny. You're getting all the gospel music with your. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I, you know, I just, I think that, I think that right now, like, if I was a PR firm, and, or I, if I was Jesus, and I was like, you know what, I feel like, I'm gonna evaluate my PR firm, right? And if I was Jesus, I'm just saying, if I was Jesus, uh-huh. I would never hire the American Church as a PR firm. I mean, that's the that that is the reality. I love Gandhi's expression that I heard years ago, and it offended me because I thought it. Well, Gandhi's just wrong, but um, you know, he said I probably would have become a Christian had I not met so many in my life, and it's like that's that is now my life. That is the summation of my religious experience. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, it's see, and that's the bad thing is it's because it's. I know. I mean, I've come to. I come from a family of very religious. I I was growing. Um, I grew up Pentecostal, so it was the full on speaking in tongues and oh yeah, and all that stuff. Um, and my and ninety percent of my family is still very much that same way. Um, and and it's like and it's like I'm so endeared to like I went to for Easter. I went to my dad's church or whatever. And a lot of these people, I went to church there when I was kids, and they're still there. You know, yeah. at the same church oh, yeah. or whatever. And it's like I sat there and I was like, I love these people so much. I'm so endeared to, to, to these people because at least my experience with them, you know, is always like they're the most kind, you know, loving, you know, folks or whatever. Um, but there's just there when when it comes to you know, Democrats and liberals and all this nonsense or whatever, they, yeah. they turn into a different yeah kind of, you know, thing. It's like this isn't. It's just not the people that I know, you know, not people. Now, I may have disagreed with them um, over a lot of things, but there was it was never I don't know the the Marjorie Taylor Green types and stuff that you see on TV. They're just not the people that I that I knew or that I know. They were never that ugly. Um, they were never that that mean. And I don't understand how they've they've become so popular. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why I think it's because and that's 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 my that's what made me stop going is because I, I feel like the, the charge of the Bible is to be light in the world. And um, when you see a darkness like, you know, mass school shootings, for instance, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just one, you know, light topic or even like how 
talk to people, even if you disagree with them about like the abortion issue or like what what the laws should be like. How should we be talking to people about this? Because but but here's the reason why it's kind of like just like if you look back on any literal history of, of the entire country, um, uh, when, when you're looking at a social revolution that we now agree should have happened, the people standing in the way the most are people church and churches and religions i mean when you look at the segregation rallies in alabama you know um it you know the people with crosses and signs about jesus were not on the side with martin luther king you right, know right um and that has been the case and and that that is that is it's not that it's not about candidates it's about how do you see this idea and what do you really believe about this uh, and I feel like the church, like all these social issues, I don't care if it's mask mandates through, uh, you know, just, um, uh, you know, the, the, to, it's to, it is, yeah, it's, it's a that, critical race theory. It's the, it's the girls, all that, the boys and girls bathrooms or boys right. and girls teams or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like their, their silence, the, the church has a history of silence, which I've, it's kind of like the, the, you know, the book about, you know, learning to be an anti-racist. Well, it's like, I've, I've come to this idea. I, I grew up with this idea of, well, I'm not causing the problem. So I'm how, like, I'm, I shouldn't feel guilty. I shouldn't feel obligation here, no matter what the issue was. I felt like it was just my job to mow my own yard. And then the book, uh, when I read it called, uh, how to be an anti-racist, I think it is. Um, I, we, we actually listened to it, actually uh, driving down on, you know, on, when Honey and I were on an adventure through New Mexico. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was the first time I'd ever considered the idea and really understood the implication of it's not okay to be on the sidelines and just say I'm not part of the problem. Like, just because I'm not a racist, am I an anti-racist? Do I fight it actively? When, when, when if, if I'm, if I say I'm sick of um, having to be like so careful with every word I say just because I grew up sometimes in a different era than some of the people that I'm around, right? Uh, where the way that the movies I grew up with are not like your movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And anyways, that if I really hate that, if I'm some, because, you know, you hear people talk about it and they're, they're just so, oh, God, now we just have to, can't say this, can't say, it's like, you know what, if you really hate it, then the next time one of your asshole friends says something awful to a young woman or is crabby or is just pervy or just says something like they're trying to give you the good old boy racist joke, then tell them to fuck off, you know? And Mm -hmm. then, you know, if you want to stop it, if you don't want the pendulum to swing and your kids to have to pay back what you wouldn't stand up against, then stand up, open your stupid mouth, you know, and say something. And not just on social media, but in person, tell your uncle, he's a racist asshole and you don't want to hear his shit, right. you know, stand up and do something to, because otherwise the pendulum's going to swing. And a lot of people who, you know, uh, I mean, I, you know, there, there's, it's just the overswinging pendulum right now that we're facing. So it's like, I, I would just say to people who grew up like me, I don't, I, I don't see the world the way they might now, but I grew up like they did. You know, oh, well, you know, this, this, I, I didn't do any of this. I didn't sexually harass women. I wasn't like the guy on the movie Nine to Five with Dolly Parton that I never understood when I was a kid. You know, right, 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 sure. That, I never understood what the whole movie was about. But it's like, I, you know, I didn't even know anybody who stood up against the kind of things that they were talking about in the movie. You know what I mean? I just thought it was a funny movie. As an adult now, I say, and I'm like, my mom had to grow up in this. She was a flight attendant in the 70s. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah. I mean, good lord! Like yeah, she's getting her butt slapped, and hey, miss. And, oh my! 
Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a commercial recently for uh, Continental Airlines. They called it the uh, like home of the golden tails, and they made the flight attendants wear short shorts, uh, like gold shiny short shorts and mm-hmm. stockings on the plane with high heels as they're serving people on a stupid ass airline, so while they're smoking cigarettes in the plane too. Yeah. But, yep. You know, that was my mom grew up with that. Like that should never have been okay for anybody. So it's like if you really want the the overswinging pendulum to stop swinging so hard each direction and affecting a lot of people that thought they were just okay to be on the sidelines, then speak up. You know, say something. And also, why doesn't the church say and teach that? Why do I have to learn that from other people? I mean, every time there's something that happens, it's like, you know, it's like they like to talk about things that are on the so far away from their own congregation. They're problems in every church i've ever been in that you don't have to look far to find any sermon notes or inspiration for what you can talk about if you know your congregation but if not and you want to just basically preach based on what fox news is ranting against that morning then yeah keep going on and watch your insignificance continue to fade to nothing because as it is like when i was in church in my 40s i was on the young side of the average age of anyone still left going to church yeah, like Dude, it is a I, I just turned 50 and we went to church a couple weeks ago and and it's a very we'd like to go to unity um in F- Fort Worth but we're still yeah. we're still at 50 we're still the youngest people there <laughs> you're, the, you're, young, you're the young hipsters I'm like, I was around with Depeche Mode. Yeah, right <laughs> come on yeah. it's so funny yeah now um um it's uh, it's just very weird um, that no, that's cool. That's it. Just got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Seeing that you were, you know, doing some gospel stuff, um, and it's just in in this time, and yeah, you know, and it, and like, like I said, I can I can only imagine the different kind of assumptions that come along with it. Man, my my first thing, honestly, was you're a rock and roller, kind of like Elvis. Elvis made a you know a gospel record or or, or two, and I think his thing was. Um, he was getting a lot of flack from the church and a lot of people, you know, saying that he was all these bad things because of the way he sang and the way he moved or whatever. Right, right. And I, I would, think, I think he wanted to, to make a gospel record just to show kind of like, Hey, I'm still the church boy. I'm, you know, I'm, just cause I do this rock and roll thing doesn't make me evil. No, you know, you know, really, honestly, it was just, it's like, I kind of like, you know what I would say? the opposite of that is that yeah i don't like coming out and talking about my religious background uh unless i really know somebody really well you know um and and the reason why is because of the assumption that comes with it and i'm not giving any victim crap either i just it but but for me it was like i missed the connection like i'm not connected really to um very much that is spiritual uh, you know other than when i read or pray and it, it just you know it's kind of like like I said, I'm, I'm hoping there's something different, but this was just my own internal desire to reconnect. And then during COVID, I started doing this gospel brunch thing where um, I would either, you know, rewrite songs or work through songs and just kind of talk about something that I was thinking about because I just felt this la- the lack of community. You know, I went from in Fort Worth having these huge communities of friends and, and you know, family, as I'd call it, you know, in Fort Worth. And all of a sudden it just disappeared and it, it made me sad. It made me a little crazy, too, you know. Um, so I was like, I was trying to find some way to connect. And I thought, this is the one, this is one thing I can do. I know a lot of old gospel songs and I can do that. So I'll do that on Sunday mornings at 11 and 
have a whiskey and just make sure people know that this is not a religious this is not a religious you know experience but i mean the reality is is i'm not trying to set my separate myself from what i believe from jesus or the bible i just i just i can't i don't i don't really want to have much to do with the the american version of the religion because i am i'm a bible read bible believing christian and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a faith proposition I, I, you know for me uh and i i don't apologize for that i but i feel like i'm always apologizing for what the church does and if anything if i wanted if i would if my hope for is one of the reason i wrote it did this or have done this in the past my hope i would hope that you know on my dying day that you know people understand um that, that if they if they got a little closer hope or or, or understanding of 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 uh, you know god or jesus because of something i did or just the ability to connect to it in spite of what they see around them from the traditional sort of american church approach to people you know i mean if i if i just if i just didn't do something to push people away and just nudged them maybe to considering like you know the proposition right then I'd be I'd be happy with that. I, uh, but that's not really why I wrote this. I really it was honestly I hate to say it, but more selfish reasons. I just wanted I wanted to connect. These songs meant something to me, and mm-hmm. I think there's a people like me. You know, I think there's a lot of people like me that Fort Worth. They're burned out on religion, and they got burnt and hurt, and they're just fed up with it. Um, but uh, but they still believe, but they're just not sure what to do. So yeah. if, if anything, that's that's who I probably relate most to when I'm. With these songs, that's awesome. No, I think you're right. I think I think what you just said is 100 percent right. Because I know at least I'm there. At least I'm one of those people who, you know, still believes and still kind of longs for it, but just can't quite find that one, yeah, group or whatever. You know, um, we like I said, we've been going to our church that we um, for years and years and years. Um, my daughter's 18, and we were pregnant whenever we started going there. Um, oh, wow. But it's over the last several years, it's just gone through a bunch of stuff to where it's in a it's in a new stage to where it's got a new preacher. It's Everything is new, and it's, I don't know, it's it's off for yeah. me. And I, I don't know, tell me, I, I won't keep you long, but just tell me if, yeah. if you think this is weird or not. So it's very important for me, I think, and my family to go to Unity whenever um, uh, my daughter was being raised. And I do believe, and they talked about there, they talked about this mother, father, God. And I was like, mother, father, God, I've never heard of that. And I was like, well, that God's not a man or a woman. He's, if anything, both or neither, whatever. And it was like, there's the masculine, you know, mm-hmm. which is your your God fear and stuff, your, your visions and your all that kind of, you know, the old Testament yeah. God. And then you have yeah. your, then you have your mother, God, your, your, your graceful and forgiving and loving Jesus type of God, your, your new Testament God, you know? So anyways, yeah. with, with my, my daughter, just her personality type, I think it was really great to have her raised in, in yeah. unity, which is this church that teaches all religions basically lead to the same God. You know, we're all on the same path. It's this very one kind of, thing or whatever so i think it was really good for her but now with my son he's nine and it, i think he needs more structure and i'm thinking about going methodist <laughs> yeah, yeah. and trying to raise him in 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 the methodist yeah. church which is more conservative than unity but not as conservative as like baptist or or, sure. or pentecostal but but yeah. but do you think there's something to that as far as like 
one child may need more of the mother God and the other child may need more of the the father God? So I'm, I'm going to – like as you were saying that, I was I – was, like it's one of the fascinating things I think that, I, you know, that I'll, I'll ner- I will nerd you through. But uh, uh, I would also say I would strongly suggest you check out Broadway Baptist. I love Ryan Price over there and the way that he speaks. I mean you go into that church. It looks like the most – you're going to the most conservative thing. Honestly, I didn't even know that there was other things other than Southern Baptists. Mm-hmm. So. When I met this church, I was like, "Wow, this this is not at all." I mean, that guy that guy is on track with what the world is doing, and 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 is a great hope for me in something different coming out. If they don't lynch him or crucify him, you know, uh, <laughs> or the stuff that he's. But um, uh, so I'd say that too uh, is that there's a lot of different types of Baptists. In fact, okay. when I went, one of the things they were like, they were like. There's a lot of ways to be Baptist was their shirt or their slogan that they used to go to all these meetings. And then the, one of the guys that come to some you know, shows at mass and everything is awesome. And he liked whiskey like I do. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, not your uh, Southern Baptist. Uh, I found out very quickly they're, they're They've been awesome. But secondhand to that. And I'm going to say this as fast and furiously as I can, because it's so much nerd information. I feel like Bible nerd. Um, I believe that God created a man own image believe that when he did that he had to then he decided that what what he means by man is humankind and therefore his entire nature was put into one person and god decided that he wanted to split that personality and that it was better that man not be alone and therefore like his triune or multifaceted self he decided to split man or two parts of himself and it is our arrogance and our hubris that makes us believe that the attributes of Adam, because he can whoop a little more ass sometimes physically, is somehow superior to Eve's. It, 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 it is the idea is God put into his entire self into humanity, and he split it. If it's a metaphor, whether it's literal, it doesn't really matter. You can argue it any way, but it still comes back to God is one thing, and he split he put his entire personality and is our arrogance that takes things like caring and empathy and stronger natural attributes that you might stereotypically at least attribute to you know male or female sure masculine feminine yeah so you take those things and you say it is us that have defined it is not the bible that defines it this way it is us as a misogynist you know society traditionally that we have decided that our attributes are the strong ones and yes that's cute that girls like to be soft and cuddly and nice but those are just you know weaker attributes well i feel like we'll have to talk to god about it, see what he has to say because i don't think he looks at those attributes as any softer than the ones that are testosterone that help us to grow muscle faster so we can lift things you know better you know oh for sure uh, but now, that is our that is our idiot monkey ass, you know, that still thinks that way. I think there was a time whenever we actually worshipped women because women did did the, they do the one thing that we, that we can't do, and that's bring forth life. And because mm-hmm. they could carry life and bring forth life, like the, right. they were worth being worshipped or whatever. Yeah, you know, we had we had to stamp out all them druids. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, so. like, I love. I love what St. Patrick did in the history of St. Patrick. It's fascinating to me. Um, did you know that he was a Roman and that he was around on Earth in the late 300s? Um, and anyway, it's a fascinating character. But, you know, it's like, unfortunately, he tamed Ireland, who saw the world maybe a little wiser than what was left. But, you know, 
anyways, it's that's just one of my other nerd theories and things that I've read that only a nerd would know or a person who watches Lord of the Rings too many times every winter. That's funny. Now, man, we should get together <laughs> sometime and do some Bible nerd and stuff because yes. I, I kind of miss it. Yeah. You know. I'm good at Simpson trivia and Bible trivia. Those are my two great strengths. It's been a while. It's like I always shock myself and I know more than what I think thought or at least I, I remember more than what I thought I mean it, it only makes sense when when I, when I was growing up we went to church Sunday morning Sunday night and Wednesday nights every week no matter what and if there was a revival you went seven days and that happened a lot you know yep. so we were at, at church as much as we weren't I mean we were half the time we were there it's like that's where yep. my friends were that's where my parents friends were that's where our life was I mean they went to work I went to to, to, to school but if we weren't at work or school we're yep. at church or doing some sort of church thing, you know. They're just supposed to seek ye first kingdom of God, and therefore if the doors are open, then you better be running through them. <laughs> so, that's awesome, man. I had a lot more that I wanted to um, ask you, but um, I like yeah, this stuff right here, though. You know, I like the I like the gospel of Sean. I would, I would, yeah, I would love for somebody who just doesn't know where their place is and whatever church is supposed to be and then it, it don't really feel like they have that community if they relate to that i mean I, I'd, I'd be all for it we need to uh i was telling my wife that we were we were driving around over in south main somewhere and there's this what was what was it called was it called the sanctuary that's a big building old oh, building yeah. the, the sanctuary i was like that's yep. what i was like i want to i want to win a bunch of money and i want to buy that and I want to yeah. keep it, call it the sanctuary. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. If I'm going to have live music, or maybe we'll just have have a church. But you know that the lords have to own the sanctuary, and we're going to totally use all that stuff, and we're going to make all the puns and do all the things, and you know. But we could have a, a Fort Worth church, you know. That's yeah. No, you're right. Just, and then if we're smart, no matter what we're doing there, even if it is a bar seven nights or six nights a week. Is we got to get that religious tax exemption, man. Uh-huh. Joel Olsen exactly hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars in taxes. So we got to do it too, just like L. Ron Hubbard. Yep, got to do it. <laughs> so, all right. So the 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 four gospels of a weary traveler. Yep, is gonna is out now. You can find it on yep. Spotify, Apple Music. Is it on Bandcamp? Yep. Um, you know, I did not load it there. I had some trouble with SoundCloud and Bandcap uh, because that, you know, I'll Fly Away is, uh, you know, it has some copyright protection. It's kind of a weird loophole. I'm still trying to figure out. I'll probably oh, get okay. sued. No, no. Next about the, the, the Christian family who sued me for singing the words, you know. Um, but, um, no, it is a, uh, it, it'll definitely be out on all the other stream platforms. Um, Unfortunately, other than that, just in my press kit is the only other place I have it. But hopefully, I can sort out Sound SoundCloud so at least it'll be out there for people. Yeah, but it's on Amazon and it's on Spotify and Apple. It'll probably be on YouTube. Um, yep. And then um, you can also find Brother Bill, which I think is really good, man. That that first song, I can't remember what it's called now. Ain't no grave. Yes, that's that's a that's just a straight up praise and worship song, praise song, you know. And it's great. great. I love it. it. I love it. You know. Um, that's, that's- yeah, it's been done. I love that tune. It's my, it's, a, it's a good rocker. It's, it's, it sounds like a gospel song of Quaker City Nighthawks wrote it. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, oh, I did want to mention. So on the record, though, you have some big players. Yeah. As far as uh, like who's playing all the instruments. Yeah. Um, we had. Uh, first of all, I met through this process uh, Morgan Wright, who played on a fiddle and was was playing mandolin on some tunes. 
and then singing the back, you know, backing harmonies. But a friend of mine from Hand On Records, I've known for a long time and toured with Brandon Callies is on there playing uh, bass, upright bass. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Matt, Ta- or Matt, <laughs> sorry, I almost, con- I almost called him Matt Tittle, you know. Oh, that's uh, funny. No, Matt Tedder and Nick Tittle. Right. Uh, and uh, and then Taylor Tash produced it, and it was it was amazing. I mean, it was, you know, uh, and Nolan Robertson, I cannot. You can't forget. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't yes. heard I haven't heard the um, songs with the piano yet. I don't think those piano went off that way. Or maybe there might have been in the background, but I haven't. No. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there just a bit on some of them. He was on some of these tracks. Um, Nolan has been uh, an amazing pre-production. I mean, an undervalued asset for sure. Dude, that um, dude's a musical genius. He is. It's, he is. If if you're if if you're not willing to spend fifty dollars to have him come give you better ideas on how to walk into a bridge or how to do a key change or why you should do a key change, man, he is amazing. His ears and his professionalism with it all is top notch. And Matt Tedder is one of my favorite guitar players in town. That dude. Yep. Man, he play. I love to listen to him play. It's like I want to play the way he plays. You know, the way he does that finger picking and stuff. Yep. And it's so great. He, and so he's real good. When you when you hear chains, I think you'll get to hear some of his sort of like really getting kind of cut loose a bit. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's really good. Um, he was uh, uh, T- has got some new stuff coming out. He's got a song called, or he's, well, he's got some, a song called Serenity that. Um, I had worked with him on writing, and he it's he's been sitting on it for a while. But he finally went and recorded with some of the guys from Band of Heathens uh, with Gordon, our Gordy, and uh, man, it sounds so good. I mean, if you're not following him on Face, I mean on uh, on Spotify, you man, you, you, this this new stuff is so good. When I first heard it, it sounded like it sounded like it, it didn't sound like anything. It like it, it did not sound like I expected it to sound. His voice and the way it got recorded is really amazing. I thought it was really great. Is this Tedder? Matt Tedder? Yeah, this, okay. this is Ted Polis. So he's got a new song called Serenity coming out that is awesome. But um, yeah, I, I had some ringers on this one uh, for sure that were just – I started working with some of them again during the pandemic, and um, you know they were just it, – it was just easy, you know, so easy to range with them. Nick Tittle from Miranda Light was playing drums on all these tracks. Mm-hmm. And, Worked with another project, a couple of us, same, some of the same people that are just called the Nancys that I'll send you. But it is, uh, it's going to piss some people off. It's some real. <laughs> the first song is called The Asshole Song, just to give you an idea. Okay, all right. The next song is called Evangelicals. But, so, um, so, yeah, so we're going the exact opposite. This is 180 degree. It, it is kind of the opposite, but it's not because I'm having a crisis of faith or some weird, uh, <laughs> like, like, both i see satire as is or is as important you know and probably more important like i learned more from from satire and being made fun of i remember being so offended the first time i saw the simpsons with uh Rev, reverend lovejoy and then i started as i got as i thought about it i was like man i know somebody who does all these things and has probably said all these things exactly the uh-huh. same way yeah yeah, yeah sure it's like it was the first time I, I honestly because of that show learned to just be able to laugh at myself you know or laugh at not, what what does it matter what's being made it does it matter really and anyways you know satire teaches a, could could teach us a, a lot if we had the humility and we didn't have this desperate undying need of being right all the time that would be 
that would be the true thing if I could just t- take away one thing from all of America at once and watch how the car the, the chips fall back in line. It would be the need to be right all the time, you know. Yeah, no, you're totally right, man. You're totally right. I agree. I think it's it's, it's it'd be so much. Anytime somebody is just so confident about something. You know, yeah. anything. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think I, you're too confident about it now. I don't believe it anymore. You know what I mean? It's like you have to question it. You have to have some yeah. sort of, you know, just 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 admit you don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, none of us know. Yeah, it's like, hey, America can still be great as even if you don't know the answer to this. You're not letting down the entire country. Okay, we yeah. can actually have an honest talk and maybe figure some shit out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, I don't know. You don't know. Let's talk about what yeah. we don't know. Maybe we can come up with, with something cool instead of like, oh, I know all the, I know it. I know, you know, it's I'm, just, you're never, you're never yeah. going to get anywhere. I am so much more interested in uh, finding out about what I don't know than talking about how genius I am and all the things I think I know, you know. Mm. And there's way more that you don't know or I don't know than we do know. Yes. I can guarantee you. The more I know, the less I know. That's literally <laughs> Ghost on a Fire. Quote, yeah. quote. <laughs> oh, dude! I heard this. I saw. I saw something on Facebook. I'm gonna let you go with this. It's something that you can think about or whatever. And it's just I don't know. I've been th- thinking about it for like a week now. I can't remember if he said the irony of man or man's di- dilemma. But basically, what he said was is that man's only instinct is to survive, and his only guarantee is that he won't. And I was like, dang, dude, that's so heavy to me. <laughs> it's like, I've yeah. been chewing on that for like a week. I think that's yeah. so good. I like that one. Yeah. yeah you need to post that, post that up and hashtag it. In the- well, it's, it's not mine. Somebody else wrote it. I just, I don't remember who, who it was. And I don't remember exactly the exact mm-hmm. wording, but that was the gist, you know. And it was, it was I, just so good. Yep. Yeah. I would say that, uh, you know, men will be good and kind and faithful and religious as long as it doesn't get in the way of them making money or what they want in life, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I think, I think, I think that's a, that's the, that is true of, it can be true of all of us, unfortunately. And the only difference is just kind of, um, how hard one person tries versus another to hide it. And I feel like, uh, most of, a lot of what I learned from growing up in religion was that, I learned how to hide stuff better than other people. You know, I became a better image manager, you know, than other people did. And I regret that. And I, I, I wasted so much of my life with that, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you know, I, I, that's, that's, that was, like I said, that was a big part of what was writing this and what stays. I, it's on my mind constantly. I just honestly try to avoid talking about it because it's also hard not to get caught in, traps and usually if i'm at the bar it's not the best time to ask me some of these questions but you know i'll dive i'll dive into the shallow end (laughs) sometimes the bar is the best place to ask some of these questions i think it's fun but then other people walk up and tell me to go f myself and why are you talking bar you know that's true too yeah i you know you gotta have the i'd be like hey this is you say this is a what is it this is a taco burrito conversation nachos that's what you tell them. Yes, that's good. So, all right, man, dude, it's been a lot of fun. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it also, and we can talk more about this idea from uh, creationism if you want to. Okay. Are the create and man 
God and his feminine qualities. I, I liked what you said. I think that's a really good, I think that's a, I've never thought about it that way about God putting himself in the one, you know, that, that's, yeah. you know, cause it goes, it, it goes nicely with what I was saying about the, the feminine and, yeah. and the masculine, yeah. you know, as far as like, but yeah, but you are right. As far as that's one of the things I was always more feminine growing up i wasn't a masculine kid you know i wanted to be i just wasn't i wasn't built that way i didn't have it in me um and so this made me feel better going oh i have more of the of the mother god inside of me than i do the the father god whatever and that's okay but it's even better to be like why does why does being why does it have to be feminine because yeah. I'm more sensitive or because I'm not as sporty or because I'm a little thinner or a little daintier. Why, why does that have to be feminine? Yeah. It, the common stereotype and the insult that comes with saying that. I mean, like I, you know, they, again, you're, you're, you're basically implying that because something is feminine, that it's weaker. It's like, wait, who gave, whose currency are we working off of? Right. Cause that's not what's implied there. In fact, uh, I, you know, uh, Jesus said that he had to go so he can send the helper. And you're like, oh, you're a helper. You're like, oh, boy, that's an insult. Well, the helper is the same word that's used when he comes to talk about Eve and the Holy Spirit and the helper all has the same. It's like, in other words, one of the one of one of the ways God reflects himself is one of these things. And yet we attribute someone who's a helper or the help or as an assistant, as if that is the weak position. Like, who, who's currency? Who said that? Who's, who said that the guy that is, is the assistant is the weak one in the room? Well, yeah. we, we created this currency that doesn't exist in the Bible, but we do blame the Bible. And the reason why is because of so many people claiming to be Christians who have, who have, who have inferred these things and then created this nightmare that other people like me have to end up having to defend instead of talking about honestly the things that really do matter in there you know in right. the bible it really says about them instead i'm apologizing for you know thousands of years of irresponsible religious you know convenience uh by you know misogynist societies you know i'm doing it. i'm buying the sanctuary and then you're going to preach and i'm going to be the associate pastor you'll be the pastor that's right <laughs> that ought to work All when right. you, when you that jackpot we'll buy that building it's got some really cool windows yeah, that that's a fantastic building that building's awesome it is it is so we'll even put like a little roller, a little roller rink in there <laughs> yeah yeah wednesday still be safe night. yeah Heck yeah uh, okay that's good for me all right man well hey tell tell honey i said hey if you see tom I and will. susie tell them i said hey as well or anybody else i may know Yep, and absolutely. Then, uh, everybody who's listening, go out and check out this um, this EP. Also, check out the cutthroat f- f- the cutthroat finches. Mm-hmm. You've got yep. you got a new song out not too long ago. Your your yep. call me back song. Yep, that's a great song. That's a lot of fun. Thank you. I hope you I, I hope you enjoyed. It. it was fun recording it. Yeah, that is a fun song. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'll put up um all the links for for, for everything on here. But yeah, I've just. I don't know. I've been in a real kind of searchy God religion kind of mood yeah. over the last like month or six weeks or whatever. And when I saw just the idea that this was coming out, I was like, Oh, I want to talk to him about that. Yeah. And then when I saw the, the song come out this week, I was like, Oh, now I really want to talk to him about that. So, man, I'm glad, glad we got to, I, it's, I, I, I like I said, I, I'm real careful opening that door. Uh, not because I'm embarrassed for what it says or because of my own faith. It's just, you know, it's like I, it's 
it can be a real day. It's a, it can be a minefield because, like I said, you end up answering for stuff that other people did and other people said that you don't even know. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and awful things. I mean, like there's awful people in the Bible. Uh, even some of the ones that were supposed to be the good guys were awful and did terrible things. And you know, that's not the the point. Is not because that guy overall was a good guy or there's a lesson learned that everything he did was right. You know, the point is you know we'll learn from flawed people and understanding that we're all the same way mm-hmm. just they're all relative flaws you know yeah i think that's what people forget yeah yeah you know it's that, that we're all flawed it's that's yep. the way but i think it's by design we're all flawed yeah. so um yeah no man it's cool like, like, like i said whether we agree or, or 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 don't we'll always be um allies when it comes to to, to, to this kind of stuff. And I feel like that I could talk to you openly and you can always talk to yeah. me openly. So yeah, if you ever want to drink a beer or whatever or yeah. whiskey and, mm-hmm. and just talk about theological stuff, or whatever, I think it's fascinating. I like it. You know, me, I'm always down. It is. It's fascinating to me too. That and physics, like, you know, love it. I love both of them. <laughs> right on, man. Well, like I said, it's a great record. I can't wait to hear it. Like I said, I've only heard the one song, um, but I know how good brother Bill is. And, and I know the players that are on this album and I'm really excited about tomorrow waking up and getting to be able to listen to it while i'm working thank you man i appreciate that yeah no i'm serious i really i really can't can't wait to, oh and the cover art is awesome the four poses oh, of you with with, with with the guitar is fantastic i think that's so cool that's mm-hmm. one of yeah. one of the coolest wise crystal wise um she uh now is a, a lead photographer at fort worth magazine but she did those shots for it was for the shots with fort worth magazine okay extras that she did and so she sent them to me and i was like man these are great shots and i asked for permission for it to use the the picture but that was that was her idea taking it that way she actually took it in like one shot and moved the camera i don't know how she did it but um or something where she just blurred it all together i was like i don't know how you did this but it's super cool huh. and it so happens that i have four songs yeah <laughs> no i think that's perfect i think i was like this is really cool it's very very cool yeah yeah well cool man all right man Enjoy. It was, yeah it was my pleasure and Thanks, I, will, I will see you soon yeah yeah you bet talk right. to you later talk to you later all right bye bye some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. Just a few more weary days
from prison bars has flown We meet without cold iron shackles on our feet. Oh, how glad when free at last we meet without cold iron shackles on our feet. Oh, how glad when free at last we meet without cold iron shackles on our feet.